Hey guys, this is Pastor Josh from Fresh Church. We are so excited that you are joining us for our podcast today. I do want to tell you that we pray at Fresh Church that you would get involved in the local church in your city. The Bible says that those that plant themselves in the house of the Lord will flourish. And a podcast and an online experience, a YouTube uh, sermon is amazing, but it does not replace the local church, the hope of the world, the community, the family that God has placed all of us in. And so we hope you find that and we hope you enjoy this message today. You may have some sin habits, but you no longer have a sin nature. See, there's a big difference in that. Because you cannot be in the old nature and be in the new Jesus. Do you realize that? See, see, that's where a lot of us, our theology is wrong because we just think it's just like, oh, well, we're, we're just going to, um, you know, like come to Christ and go to church and be good moral people. And, but I still got my same sinful nature. Well, that's religion. That's not a real relationship with Jesus. Because a real relationship with Jesus, when Jesus looks into your eyes and he has set you free, then you know that you are free indeed. And then you may still have some habits of sin, but you're no longer living in your sin nature because you are a new person. For God has recreated you. Do, do, do we get the Bible? Like, I, I love to say that every week. But I'm just like, if we would just get the Bible. Like, if we, like, I don't even really have to get up here and preach if we just read our Bible every day. And actually believe it. But it's good to be reminded, right? For God has recreated you all over again in his perfect, righteous when you are living within Jesus, God recreates you in perfect righteousness. Did you know that you're righteous? Touch your neighbor and say, you're righteous. Touch your other neighbor that you didn't choose and go, you righteous. Look at you and your righteous, perfect self in Christ. Look at you. You're looking good today in Christ Jesus. It's only by him that you God has recreated you. Let me tell you something. You didn't do anything to recreate your good-looking self. You didn't do anything. There's no works that you can do. Okay? God has recreated you all over again in his perfect righteousness, and you now belong to him in the realm of true holiness. Of true holiness. So God comes in and he gives you revelations sometimes about the new man, about the new woman that you are to be. This week I was in that session, and the Lord took me into this place where he went to my heart, and I saw myself in this cave, and it was a dark, deep cave, and I was in rags, and I was chained, and I was bound, and then Jesus showed up, and he was wearing this blue and this silver armor, and he got down on his knees, and he said, Josh, do you want to be free? I said, yes, Jesus, of course I want to be free. And he grabbed me by my wrist where the shackles were on my wrist. And he began just to almost like, uh, like um, I was like levitated three feet off the ground. 
and, and it, was, it was kind of like this old school, like WCW move almost, right, where he was just like, oh, you know, and, 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 and I was just like up in the air, and I was suspended, and then all of a the sudden, the, the, the shackles that were on me be, began just to disintegrate with all of this light and all of this gold, and, and then all of a sudden, the rags that I was wearing was completely transformed, completely transformed into this like um, bronze and gold armor that he places me in, and we move um, from this dark cave to this like fall forest and he sets me down right beside of him and he stands me up and I'm in this armor and I'm standing with him and he goes, Josh, you are now a warrior of light. And this is the armor that you will carry for the rest of your life. You're to be a knight for me and you will fight for me and you will fight with me. Isn't it a privilege that we get to fight with him? Because, see, sometimes I can go and I can take my new identity that God has given me and be like, oh, look at me. I'm a warrior of light, y'all. It's awesome. Look at this armor he gave me. Isn't it cool? Like, I am strong. I'm strutting around in my armor of light, you know. I'm a warrior of light. And he goes, no, 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 no. Isn't it cool, Josh, that you just get to fight with me? Why does he want me to fight with him? He doesn't need me. Why does he want you to fight with him? He doesn't need you. He wants you. He wants relationship with you. Everything that God wants to do in your life is relational. So when you come to God and you're just asking him to free you from the situation, but you're not looking for the relation, then you're going to miss him. See, that's what so many of us want. That's what I've realized. There's so many times when I've come to God and I'm just like, this is my situation. This is the situation that I need freedom from. And I know that I'm just supposed to come to you because the word says if I just come to you, then you're going to free me and all this other stuff. And I think sometimes that's why so many Christians are stuck because they're going to God and they're just wanting freedom from the situation and they don't actually want a relationship. May we repent of that mindset. Because God is relational. God, he did everything so that he could have a family, so that he could have a relationship with you. He died on the cross not to just free you from your situation. Does he care about your situation? Yes, but more importantly, he cares about the relationship with you. Because when you get into relationship with him, when you are living united with him, when you are living as abiding in him, then guess what? The situation takes care of itself because it comes to relationship. How many people have ever had a situation like, totally go different just because of a relationship that you have. Like, your situation was looking very, very bad. And then all of a sudden, some friend comes in and goes, hey, I know somebody that would hire you. But you weren't in relationship with that friend just so that you could get that job, were you? That's called manipulation. How many of us are trying to manipulate God into giving us a blessing? And freeing us. God won't work in your manipulation. He knows it. He knows what's real and what's not. That's why I love the story of Jacob, because Jacob was a manipulator. Not Jacob Dean, the Jacob in the Bible. Always trying to manipulate people. 
always trying to get his way, always trying to weasel his way into a better blessing. And you know what changed Jacob's life? When he actually came to God and he said, there's nothing I can do to manipulate you. God, there's nothing else that I can do. All I want is you. And it changed his life. I want to be united with Christ. I want to fight the battles in that new armor that he gave me. Because see, when God gives you a revelation of something, when God gave me that revelation, now it's my job to step into it as my identity. Sometimes God will come to you and he will give you an identity. He will speak something over you. He will send somebody to speak into your life and then you do nothing with it. So if God has called you to be a person of peace, then what are you doing to now step into it? If he has revealed to you that you are a person of peace, but yet you're not stepping into doing the things that are going to bring peace, then what are you doing with that revelation? Do you get that? Don't waste revelation that he's given you. Don't waste the words that he's given you. Don't waste what the scripture says. Like step into it as the new man. And so I want to come to God as the new man, as that warrior of light every single day and go, okay, dad, like it's awesome. I can get up in the morning and be like, yeah, I'm the warrior of light. I'm a, I'm a warrior of light. This is what he told me I'm supposed to be. Or I can go, hey, hey, I'm here. Hey, Jesus, I'm here. I'm ready to serve. What are we going to do today? Do you see the difference in waking up being like, oh, man, look, I'm a warrior like, isn't this awesome? Versus, hey, I'm, I, you, you've made me this. It's all you. You're the one that's done this. You're the one that's recreated me into this. You're the one that's given me the armor. And now I'm just here and I'm ready to serve. Hey, Jesus, what are, adventures do we have together today? Isn't that so much fun? Like just waking up and going, hey, Jesus, what adventures do we have today? Hey, Holy Spirit, what adventures do we have today? Where do you want to take me? Where do you want this new identity to make impact? Woo! Come on. Where do you want it to make impact? That's right. Where do you want it to make impact? Where do you want to take this? Where do you want to take this new recreated self that you have given me to bring glory to you, to bring joy into joyless situations, to, to, to bring hope where there is depression? What do you want to do? What do you want to do today, Jesus? Where do you want to go? Let's do it. Because you didn't give me this just so I can just sit at it and be like, I'm awesome. You gave me this so that we could do something with it. Now I want you to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Starting in verse 16. So then, from now on, somebody say from now on. From now on, you see? From now on, since he's given you a new identity, since he's given you a new mind, since he's given you this union with Christ, we have a new, say new, perspective that refuses to evaluate people merely on their outward appearances. Mm. Look at that person. Look at that person. 
The mind of Christ does not evaluate people merely on their outward appearance. See, when you are in Christ, here's what I want you to tell you today. I want you to say, I want you to write this down and take notes. I want you to really meditate on this throughout the week. Elevated mind. An upgraded mind. When we are united with Jesus, we get an upgraded mind. When we are united with Jesus, we are new creations, the Bible says. What is a new creation? It is a brand new species of people. Do you know that? Because before Jesus, Old Testament, it was all visitation, right? The Spirit would come upon somebody, and then they would sin, and then guess what would happen? Spirit leaves. Now, New Testament, the Spirit comes upon us because of the work of Jesus. It lives within us. The sinful nature is killed, is dead on the cross, buried with Jesus. We resurrect in a brand new life, living in the Spirit, a new creature, a new creation. It's a brand new species that the world has never seen before Jesus dies. Do you realize you're part of a new species if you live in Jesus? Do you realize that? Nobody's ever seen that. Because it's an elevated mind. Here's, here's how you know that. For that's how we once viewed the anointed one, but no longer do we see him with limited human sight. Because we've been upgraded. Anybody ever got an upgrade? Come on. Right? It's like you were in coach, and then all of a sudden somebody blesses you, or they get something wrong. And then my, my wife one time, she was coming back or going to um, a mission trip to Africa, and, and, and something went wrong, and she got a free upgrade to first class. On an international flight, y'all. Come on, that's favor. She was doing something right then, you know. But she got some favor. She was upgraded. Now, what if they've been like, hey, Ashley, uh, you know, we, we, we've got this free upgrade for you. She's like, no, nah, I'm cool living in coach. <laughs> what? Everybody be like, she is crazy. But how many Christians, that's the way you live your life. The Lord, the Holy Spirit is like, I've got an upgraded mind for you. I've got an upgraded life for you. I've got an upgrade in everything that is coming your way. I've got an upgrade in your marriage. I've got an upgrade in your singleness. I've got an upgrade in your dating relationships. I've got an upgrade in your finances. I've got an upgrade for everything that's going on in your life. And you're just going, no, I'm cool to be in coach. I'm cool to be camped out in my negativity. I'm cool to be camped out in my habits. I'm cool to be camped out in the ways that I just have done my life for 30-something years. I'm cool. And he's like, no, I've got an upgrade for you. Don't you realize it? I've got an upgrade in your relationships. Some of you still hanging out with some of the same people that have been bringing you down for years and years and years. And you need to know that the Lord has an upgrade for you. It's called the community of Christ. Doesn't mean that those people aren't important, that he doesn't love them, but you need an upgrade in some of your relationships. Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become what? Entirely 
new creation. Upgrade. An entirely new species of, per- of people that will walk the face of the planet. Do Again, do we believe the Bible or not? Woo! I'm telling you, the Bible's so good. All that is related to the old order has vanished. All that's related to you and your old self. See, some of you are living present past. The Lord is never present past. The Lord is present future. Does not mean that we don't celebrate what he did in the past. Does not mean that we don't thank God that he's delivered us from the past. But he doesn't live in the past. He is present future, but you are not getting the upgrade because you're living present past. The Lord told me that. Josh, you're living present past. That's why you're harboring forgiveness issues. That's why you're harboring this and this and this. You've got to forget the old, right? Because the old order has vanished. And behold, everything is fresh. And new. Ain't nobody dope as me. I'm just so fresh and so fresh and so new, new. Come on. You are fresh and new. And God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself and given us the ministry of reconciling others to God. Now, this is a completely upgraded mind. Given us the ministry of reconciling others to God. You know what? I think, you know, the word reconciling, it's another term for, like, forgiveness, essentially. We've been reconciled. We've been made right with God. There's some people that you need to be made right with. There's some situations in your life that you need to be made right with. And your job is to reconcile. And so, so, so here's what the upgraded mind is. One of the ways that the upgraded mind comes in the most in your everyday life is through forgiveness. Because an upgraded, elevated mind knows forgiveness versus just, like, like I don't really think you can truly, truly, truly forgive someone if you're not in Jesus. Because you don't really know what, exactly what it is. I think there will always be a part of you that will harbor bitterness. I think there will always be a, heart of, a part of you that will harbor something against that person. That, that, that when you see them, you can say that you have forgiven them. But in reality, there is still a debt that they owe you. Here's why I say that. Because the upgraded mind is the only mind that's ever been crucified and still said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I think even, like, like just think about that for a moment. The only way that the disciples and that Stephen, if you read in the New Testament, could have been stoned to death and still had his focus on Jesus and still been martyred for Jesus is if he had an elevated, upgraded mind of thinking. Because the New Testament really believes that they were a new species, a new creature, a new creation, that they had total upgraded and elevated thinking above the world. Because most of the world, they view everything as like, okay, um, it's eye for eye, it's cheek for cheek, it's punch for punch, it's all of these things. 
But the upgraded, elevated mind of Christ is the only one that can, when somebody wrongs you, when somebody hits you, when somebody's trying to uh, crucify you, when somebody's talking bad about you on social media, when somebody has stabbed you in the back, when somebody has done something to you, you have got to pray not just for forgiveness, but you've got to pray for the upgraded, elevated mind of Christ that then will produce forgiveness in you. Do you get that? It's one of the areas that Jesus came to me this week and he said, Josh, you cannot forgive those people on your own. You can't do it in your mind. Because I was like, every day I felt like I was praying. I felt like I was praying and forgiving the same people over and over and over. And just being like, I forgive them, 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 I forgive them. And Josh, and, 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 and Lord's like, Josh, are you tired of, uh, of saying you forgive them? How many more times are you going to do that? Here's something that you need to know. When the Lord gives you a revelation, um, he'll move as fast as he can move or as slow as you want to go. So how fast do you want to go? I can go into that warrior of light that he has given me this fast. Or I can go, it can take months and months and months and months because he's never going to force me to be that warrior of light. I want to go at the speed of God. How about you? I want to go at the speed of God with forgiveness. I want to go at the speed of God. Like God can take five years of your life and boom accelerate it, and, and, and everything can be anew in one week within his timing. Because he'll go as fast as he can go. And how fast can he go? Boom, there's lightning. Boom, there's a dog. Boom, there's a tree. Boom, there's you. Boom, there's sun. Boom, there's water. He speaks, and it happens. When he looks into your eyes and he says, I speak, and you're free. You can be as free as fast as that. You can. But you've got to embrace the elevated, upgraded thinking. So you can forgive as fast as God has forgiven you. Who then, he says, go on to this next verse. In other words, it was through the anointed one that God was shepherding the world. I think it's awesome. God shepherds the world. Pastors don't shepherd. Pastors are sheep. Do, do, you, do, you, do you know that? Like, there's some pastors that, 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 that and, and I've even been taught too, it's like, oh, man, the sheep, man, you know, the, the sheep will bite. The sheep will do this and this and this. Like, there's been pastors that have told me that as I've been pastoring this church, and, and I realized uh, uh, a couple weeks ago, I was like, dude, that's a wrong theology because we're sheep too. And guess what? We bite. Pastors bite too. Because I'm not the shepherd. Jesus is the shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. Not me. I'm a sheep, man. Just like you. Just like you. He's shepherding the world. Not keeping records of their transgressions. Woo, that's Jesus. That's an elevated mind. That's an upgraded thinking. When you have the mind of Christ, 
then you are united to the shepherd of the world that does not keep records of transgressions. And he entrusted us to the ministry of opening the door of reconciliation to God. He entrusted us with the ministry of going into the world and going, your sins can be forgiven. Everybody that's done you wrong, you can live free of all of that. You can move at the speed of God. You can be united. You can have an upgraded, elevated thinking mind of Christ. That's what God has called you to do. Is that not good news? See, this is the gospel. This is the gospel. Not just go to church, get saved, sing some songs, go to a Bible study, religion, 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 all that stuff. No, it is like a total upgraded, elevated thinking way of life. A new creation living as a new species of people on the face of the planet. Is anybody else's mind blown? Because I feel like I'm speaking Portuguese up here sometimes, you know? We are ambassadors of the anointed one who carry the message of Christ to the world as though God were tenderly pleading with them directly through our lips. Come on. So we tenderly plead with you on Christ's behalf. Turn back to God. Be reconciled to him. For God made the only one who did not know sin to become sin for us so that we who did not know righteousness might become the righteousness of of God. You are the righteousness of God if you are in Christ. Through our union with Him. Through our union with Him. Wouldn't it be married if Ashley and I got married and then she's at the club next, like, Tuesday and, and like, you know, hanging out with other dudes and stuff like that and you'd be like didn't you just get married aren't you united with Josh and she's like yeah on Sundays maybe on Wednesdays maybe when I feel like it that's not a union is it that's not a union Jesus died on the cross so you would be united, reconciled with him. Abiding in him. That's another term for being united with him. That Jesus himself said that you would abide in me as I abide in the Father. Everything Jesus did was out of abiding. He lived it perfectly for us. The perfect example of a human that lived in complete union with God. And then he says, it's better for me to leave so that the Holy Spirit can come and unite you. And you can live united with me daily, on the daily, on the hourly, every minute. Getting rid of the sin habit, not sin nature, because that's already been taken care of. They can still exist in you. 